This is SciX, the Systemic Psychedelic Podcast. Welcome and hello to a new episode of our podcast. Let me first give a little bit of background. SciX is a multidisciplinary platform. We feature the leadership, innovation and global systems through the purposeful application of science-backed psychoactive technologies. By psychoactive technologies, we mean both endogenous means such as meditation and breathwork and exogenous means such as psychedelic substances and neurostimulation. We're especially fascinated by psychedelics because of the recent upsurge of public attention and scientific research in relation to these compounds. Our guest today is Alessandra Solberger. Alessandra is the founder of Top Tier Impact, the global community of investors, entrepreneurs and professionals in the impact and sustainability space. Alessandra started her first entrepreneurial initiatives as a child. After graduating from Oxford, she worked in private equity and venture capital. Her hobbies include kitesurfing and writing sci-fi poems. Yeah, thank you very much for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Tanya. It's a pleasure. And I would like to get started by talking about the essentially the reason for system change, because the podcast is all about psychoactivating system change. So the question mm -hmm. is, why do we even need system change? So I would be very curious to hear your perspective on the current state of the world and what are some of the main challenges that we're facing. Of course, great question. It's about evolution at the end of the day. And actually, this is an evolution that is not optional anymore. Why? So when we zoom back a little bit, right, and we take a higher view as humans, as a species, we started observing our thoughts in a way that animals, other animals, other mammals just don't. And when we started doing that, we accessed like a, a new level of uh, reasoning about our reality, building tools, right? We have these opposable thumb and we, we kind of like tapped into enhancing ourselves in a way that other animals again don't. Now, what happens when, when, when these takes place and we also kind of invent all of these definitions like trust, justice, good and bad, right and wrong, These are human constructs because if you look at nature, they don't exist. There is no justice in nature. There is no trust. There is no this is good and this is bad, right? So this is something that we do. And as we do this, however, we try and keep up with our systems, right? To kind of like put that in perspective and embed that in the way that we live our lives and in the ways that we build civilizations. Uh, but we end up messing up more often than not. Now, the other thing to add to this before we bring it to, um, to answering your question is that we, we have ecosystems that are no longer in balance. The way that this usually works in nature is that like here where I am in, in the south of Thailand, you look at the forest, there is a whole little ecosystem in balance with itself, right? So species that eat versus get eaten, uh, plants, all of that is in balance. And nature is smart in ways that we quite frankly don't understand. We think that we know better than everything, we don't, right? So nature has had millions and millions and millions of years to refine its processes. We have not, right? Uh, and we're seeing the conclusions right now. So 
when you have these ecosystems kind of getting out of balance, nature is very quick to react and put them back in perspective. Now, what we are doing right now is that we are playing this system game, this ecosystem game, on a global level. And because we don't have good feedback loops for that, to tell us, oh, it's out of balance, you got to do something about it, we don't count externalities. We call them negative externalities because of that, right? Uh, they don't get accounting. They don't get accounted for. And so what, what, what happens when you've got something that doesn't get accounted for? Things go out of balance. So we're playing this complex global ecosystem game without having proper accounting around it, without being able to hold ourselves to that. Um, and so when you also look at the way that evolution works, it's been proven that when we thought, you know, with Darwin, like we used to think, oh, we evolve as a single species. No, 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 we don't. It's always ecosystem-based evolution, ecosystems evolving in parallel, right? This is, just let that sink in for a moment, right? Like ecosystems evolve in parallel together, right? If you look at the way that our society and our current capitalistic model has been structured, it's not quite like that, right? It's like when you look at the first principles of it, it's not that. When you look at maximizing collective value, right, as opposed to maximizing individual concentrated value, we suck. So we're actually not efficient on the whole. And so, you know, to go back to your question, this is now something that isn't optional. Um, it's obviously very controversial because once you have systems in place, as you know very well, how do you break out of the system? I'm, you know, I, I would say I'm a pragmatic, idealistic person, and uh, I like to sort of like root my reasonings and the solutions that I think about in ongoing marginal improvements as well until you can tilt the paradigm, right? So there could be a lot more to cover, but I'll leave it there. Mm, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, before we go into the psychoactive part of things, I would also be interested to hear a bit more about your perspective on how other players are trying to solve the, uh, the situation that you've just described. I know that you're also involved in um, a lot of developments in the technology world. So yeah, please share a bit about those approaches to changing the system. Mm -hmm. I think that the absolute major development we've had is the rise of distributed systems. Distributed systems, some might just know it under blockchain or crypto, but distributed systems, to me, is actually like we have a better OS for society potentially available. We have a better operating system and way to define it. Uh, because again, you know, if we go back to nature, like distribution, just like our DNA is distributed, right? There is a reason for all of that. I mean, how much more efficient is that? Again, you know, I talk about efficiency because that is how evolution and how nature works. Mm. Um, and we, we actually need to root it more in there. But so I would say that it's, um, uh, to me, it's uh, blockchain technology. If you look at um, the, the, for example, let's take equity right and the rise of equity i covered it recently in the top two impact newsletter um because uh it's it's one of kind of like the areas that uh i've currently been diving in but the evolution of equity as well you've had it rising as a way of distributing risk and putting capital together what happens is that capital owner gets get rewarded right which is great like in the beginning it's like okay now we have a, a functional way to build companies right um and uh and share the equity 
But then the trend over time, and now it's been 400 years that we have equity as an instrument, is that it gets concentrated more and more. And at some point, this is too much pressure on the system. Like now the wealth inequality we have is kind of ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at that, so this is the trend. Just like they say, and this is very true, all currencies in the long-term trend to zero. Just look mm -hmm. back at history. They all trend to zero. <laughs> Obviously, you know, in our bubble, in the, you know, in, mm. in reality, it's like, oh, this is never going to happen this time. Those <laughs> bastards, you know, mm. they had like really bad, not us, you know? Mm. Yeah, they all thought like that before too. So, you know, we need to kind of like take perspective and be a, a bit more humble. But to me, you know, going back to, to what can enable it, blockchain tech, can be used for wonderful purposes or for bad purposes. It's mm -hmm. agnostic, you know, it's just a tool, it's just an innovation, so how do you use it? If you want to use it for this, there are plenty of ways to go about it. I'll give you one example and then we can move forward. But one example I love is how you can realign incentives effectively within the current system between companies and their stakeholders. So right now, a traditional company, their, their goal is maximizing shareholder value, right? Mm -hmm. So shareholders, again, capital owners, get their value maximized. If you start thinking about, okay, how do we actually maximize this value for everybody, right? For mm -hmm. the environment, for the customers, how do we make this more equitable? The problem is that you are talking from a different paradigm, a different way of seeing things. But if you start being, you know, I guess, smarter about it, more pragmatic about it, you will realize that, for example, if you offer companies a way to tell their customers, now with the system, you can take all our data online and you can see that we act in your best interest, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can suddenly mm -hmm. have a technology-based way to align incentives, right? Through the blockchain, because the blockchain doesn't, so to say, lie, <laughs> right? The blockchain is distributed. Yeah. And suddenly, you tell customers there is this option and you tell companies there is this option. What do you think is going to happen? The incumbents are not going to be happy about it, right? Because that means less profit for them. Mm -hmm. but new entrants in the market by existing market dynamics are going to be so happy because all they're looking to do is still customers away from the incumbent and whatever truly works as a better value proposition to still customers away is going to be fine for them because mm -hmm. they're a hero and you know, wherever hero is, is, is good news, right? And so, for them, adopting something like this that truly kind of like gives them an edge is not a brainer and is an brainer. And you can really see how this fits into the current system, right? You don't need to kind of like pray for a new paradigm to come mm. over to see the light, right? You can already insert this. Yeah, 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 thanks. Um, and now to move to the um, even juicier part, the psychoactive aspect of things. Um, I'd be curious to hear about your own experience with that in relation to your own path and also your perspective on the role of psychoactives um, in relation to system change. And just to clarify the term, so we're really talking about any psychoactivating um, tool or technique or substance. So anything from meditation to breath work to psychedelics, whatever you want to focus on. Of course. So to me, ultimately, with, uh, and, you know, with the broader definition, so you say psy psycho... Psychoactive is the way how we, we tend to put it. So, so generally, with any psychoactive modality, what you're doing at the end of the day, the way I see it, is you're connecting your conscious with your subconscious. And your subconscious is so powerful, <laughs> so wise and connected. That, that's why we don't understand it. Right? <laughs> 
so much in there. And it's a relationship. It's a relationship to cultivate because you don't just say, oh, I want to know it all and like show me and you know, it's a relationship. Mm. And so that is the general way that I see it, you know, when I think about that. And so when, when you sort of like go from that perspective and you think about the way that we, so to say, work as humans, right? I mean, it's crazy that uh, we don't even get educated about what emotions are, how they work how they flow through our bodies. Nothing of that. It's almost a topic. Why? Because I like to question things to their core. And I think that ultimately it's because it scares us, it makes us uncomfortable, mm. and we cannot explain it to this day. The science is only catching up. You know, the science is only catching up with things that psychoactive modalities have been able to bring us by right? Without like explaining like in a specific theory, right? But now like, the fascinating thing is actually that we are at a point where we're starting to confirm and back with science, all those old wonderful learnings, mm -hmm. right? And there's so much more, right? So if you just observe that, if you just look at the data <laughs> and you observe <laughs> that trend of confirmation, you're going to be like, well, I want to know about what's there that has not been confirmed yet. And I'm saying this, you know, mm -hmm. that's not necessarily how I would put it in perspective personally, but I'm saying this because that's how you can meet people who are a bit more distant from this, mm. okay? Yeah. Um, I know that you guys are pragmatic as well about like, you know, pushing like this, um, this mission through. And so that is how I see it, you know, to, to recap, it's this relationship, right? And this access to this infinite wisdom. And the other part of it is, well, how do we work as humans? Like, <laughs> do you want to mm. get familiar? with how your emotions because emotions are nothing but messengers they're in the pieces of information they're part of your whole body intelligence we have neurons in our heart we have neurons in our gut right like these are also mm -hmm. things that we've just discovered mm -hmm. and um and so you know when you can sync up with that and when you can start to flow better with that um you know like back to your point you know affecting systems systems get affected naturally because when you have inner peace outer peace sustainable systems mm. and so forth just follow more naturally hmm. yeah yeah thanks for sharing and i'd be also curious to hear um if you're open to talk a bit about how any psychoactive approaches have specifically changed your own path or your own direction of where you're going with your work Yes, so I think that for me, it's been about finding more and more alignment with what's true for me. Mm. You know, some call it Dharma, some call it, but it's really just tapping into a deeper truth and, um, and finding alignment with that, mm. you know? And so, and, and actually also back to, because I was kind of answering this question as well with what I told you before, cultivating this communication between conscious and subconscious both for my, my own kind of, uh, you know, my, 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 my style, you could say, my wellness mm. and what I heard, um, and also for what it can inform, right, for, for how it can put things in perspective as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, and a related aspect to that are the communities around these substances and practices. So the shamans, but also the yogic um, community, the Buddhists. So I would be, um, I'd be interested to hear about your experiences with these communities and also where you see the role of, let's say, psychoactive communities or communities that have that as a component with regards to 
changing the system and also yeah. um, not just to limit that to the ancient ancient communities but also modern communities like the psychedelic renaissance that's emerging at the moment mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's absolutely essential as you know very well this is like a super powerful tool to you know to fast track our evolution and back to systems like our evolution then naturally flows into that like in and mm -hmm. everything our internal evolution right mm -hmm. as you i think that we ah we live in such exciting times you know i <laughs> I, I, I'm really excited about it, you know, all the things that are happening. I mean, obviously sometimes it's overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, what's this virus now? Like we were already like trying to tackle and mm. right? But like, it's part of it. And yeah. it's also like, like, you know, by virtue of having so much changing and happening and awakening, some people say, mm. um, happening all in parallel, um, things get more intense, mm. right? And we can talk about that dynamic between, you know, like the, the push, like the destruction, like all of that, right? Kind of like as, as the system embeds so much mm. new, right? Uh, yeah. So much energy. So I think that these communities play an absolutely essential role. I think that luckily enough, it's, it's all starting to get more visibility. And mm. this is before, you know, from bland like yoga, all the way to psychoactive substances, right? It's all coming online. People are starting to understand, educate. People are coming out, right? Like there's so mm. much change. The role is key. However, I'm going to say, you know, like to, to me, the caveat really comes back down to, you know, something that I do and find, find part of my role here, which is translating for where other people are at, you know, because what I see a lot in like spiritual communities is like, oh, now we know better. Now we've understood. Let's go and tell everybody. Okay, like let me go with the list of things that are wrong with that. Number one, you don't know better. You are not above or below. And if you're still mm. coming from perspective, you actually haven't evolved yourself. You're still in your ego. You just needed confirmation. And now you're like, oh, wow, now I know what's right and I know what's wrong. Mm. To me, the, re the reality we live in it's just a lot of shades of gray. It's just a lot of different perspectives. And you should be, you know, if you really get there, then you just start being humble with yourself and try to reconcile the different perspectives rather than accusing. So, so that's why, you know, I said awakening with like hyphens before, because I don't like to say that. You know, I don't like to say, oh, we're awake and like they're not and all of that. Like, no. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is alienating people, mm -hmm. right? Because like, I, I like to put things, I do this a lot also with them um, when I mentor uh, at incubators, you know, startup incubators. I'm like, if you're from zero to 10, your company at zero, you look at your competitors and they're eight, you cannot jump straight to eight, right? You need mm. to go through the steps. It's the same thing here. You know, like if we're, let's say, on a spiritual level or on an emotional um, awareness level, which by the way, I treat separately. I see mm. them as separate things and we can go into that. But if you're at eight, right, and now you're like, oh my God, I need to go to five. And, and <laughs> you can't make them jump. Hmm. You're just yeah. So it's so important to have that awareness. Who are you speaking to? Where they're at? How can you meet in the middle? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, next point that I would like to hear about is um, specifically leadership and innovation and the role of psychoactive techniques and technologies and um yeah in that relationship mm -hmm. yeah so i was recently creating uh, a bit of a um, 
uh, you know, a, a framework for the areas that are top tier impact. So top tier impact, we are a global network of impact investors, entrepreneurs, leaders, professionals um, across 25 countries and across all the main sectors. And so I was kind of thinking, okay, what do we have, you know, what, what are, if, you, if I zoom out, like what are the main pieces of the puzzle in a general way, right? And so I see it as internal world, external work, and then the fabric that ties it together, okay? So, you know, when it comes to the, the internal world, and these are all interrelated, by the way, right? Because everything is interrelated. So when it comes to the internal world part, um, this is obviously like not just in itself, right? Like back to the spiritual tourism we mentioned before, if you find inner peace, outer peace just naturally follows, right? And so if you can actually help everybody finding that within themselves, done, right? You've got the problem solved. Same way, like, you know, sometimes I like to say, I was interviewed actually um, on, uh, uh, on Earth Day week alongside the, the founder of Earth Day. And at some point, you know, I was asked uh, because uh, there was kind of like someone from the public sector or looking at things from the public sector. It was like, oh, there's, you know, the private sector um, is often like on, on the way. And I, and I was like, I can see that obviously because, you know, you can't just put the private sector in one box, right? They're very yeah. different. <laughs> but also when you think about the public sector, I mean, if, we're, if they were to write, if all states were to write a law tomorrow and you can't emit CO2 anymore, that's it, done. Now, that this would be like next level of a situation, right? An apocalypse. But quite frankly, do the thought experiment, like that could happen. We would adjust, like we adjust to anything else. End of the story, so to say. I'm making it very simple, I promise. Um, but... Um, and so in the same way, so I'm doing this because like you can go into all areas and you can just like enhance their contribution, say with systems, right? Say with systems, like if we could truly have systems that cannot be gamed because the reality with our systems is that as humans, we're so smart. We're like, you know, we find ways around things. As long as systems are truly gameable, like there's going to be, you know, someone like looking into that, right? And that's what we deal with. And so, but if you know, if you were to do the extreme, the same as I did in these two other areas, like the, the, the extreme thought experiment and say, okay, now they're absolutely uncorruptible, right? That's it, right? Like there's no way. And so that's, that's how I think about it. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and the role of this, like I said, you know, hmm. is key. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And um, a last question from my side would be, um, so everybody has their own key priorities in terms of the complexities, the challenges that matter most to them and that they really want to put their energy to solving. So what's for you the, the top number one complexity challenge that you're working on? Pragmatically creating better systems for how we operate as humans. Yeah, yeah. So finding ways, you know, finding ways to bring through new and sustainable sustainable paradigms that I just had to me it's about evolution it really excites me you know it's like like I told you before I'm so excited about the times we live in so much shift, so much like needed because you know shift like this kind of like painful intense evolution only happens when it's really needed at the end of the day right it's like you know there are sayings like oh adversity is the matter of our invention and all of that but like you, know, you can see that right and so 
from my perspective is because when I look at evolution like I can't help but think about systems like it just naturally fascinates me that's where I've always been at that's that's where I am so you know from my perspective how I can contribute is again doing the translation work and not just the translation work in terms of people understanding why this matters but also the translation work rather than building like fancy like new models and if we implement them to in utopia i'm trying you know i try it's a constant exercise being more pragmatic than that because you know in a way i'm going to exaggerate here it's easy to go and imagine like the perfect utopia system right i'm saying i'm not i'm not describing you know i think there's like amazing work on that front it's complex it's so needed but when it comes to saying okay how am i gonna do it in a more gradual you know how am i gonna how am i gonna do something that can make a difference, make an impact already tomorrow, right? It gets trickier in a way. Hmm. I mean, at least I don't see as much of an effort in there. And so I try to bridge for that. Um, Yeah. 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 Thank you very much for sharing that. And yeah, we're at the end of our podcast. So thanks for being on the podcast and wishing you all the best. Thank you so much, Tanya. Great to chat with you. Thank you for listening to SciX the Systemic Psychedelic Podcast.